Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in High Fidelity. Welcome to Go For It. I am your host, Paul Gannon, for the next hour. Going to be talking sports and having fun doing it. Want all your ideas, all your opinions, and all your beliefs. Of course, as always, you'll get a heavy dose of my opinion. If you have an opinion, I'm going to call 646 727 3070. That's 646 Send messages to the show on Twitter at go for it can't. And while you're there, go for it can't. G-O-F-O-R-I-T-G-A-N-T. Give me a follow. Go for it can't. Great show lined up for you today. We're going to be joined by one of the stars of If Loving You Was Wrong, actor Denzel Wells. Plays Travis on the show. If you haven't seen the show, you need to get there. It's exciting. It's fun. Good old time. And also... NBA free agent Darrell Wright will be joining us. Um, you know, he's going to talk about his journey. Uh, he recently, near the end of the preseason, during preseason, cut by the Clippers. And now he's looking possibly to, well, we'll see what he's possibly looking to do. He's going to tell us what he's looking to do, his possible future plans. So we got Darrell Wright, and we also have uh, Denzel Wells. And so we're going to bring in. Darrell Wright, right now. Let's bring him in now. Free agent forward, Darrell Wright. Darrell, how are you? I'm doing good. How you doing? Doing well. Thanks for joining us. And Darrell, you were on the Clippers roster during the preseason. Ultimately, they released you. How are your NBA prospects looking right now? Uh, you know, I have. Uh, I'm, right now, I'm just really waiting. I have a lot of stuff overseas that you know. Uh, that's coming available for me, and uh, as far as the NBA, I'm just really waiting. You know, it's, it's coming towards the period where teams are looking to make moves and uh, add different pieces to their roster. So I'm just trying to hang tight, uh, continue to work and grind every day. So whenever my name is called, I'll be ready. So is you've talked about overseas. Is China an option for you again? Uh, yeah, China's a definitely an option, and there are different teams in the Europe League uh, as well. So I'm just really just trying to uh, wait for the best situation, best, uh, you know, situation for my family as well so I can make a good decision and, uh, and, and have a good year. So that's what it's all about. So right now, Terrell, 30 years old, 11 years in the NBA. I mean, 30 years old, you're still young. How much good game do you got left? I'm thinking another good five years, and uh, that's, that's how long I want to play, you know, another five years. And, uh, you know, spend a lot of time with my family because, like you said, I am young. Uh, I was blessed enough to be able to make that jump out of high school uh, with now 13 years ago. So, uh, you know, that giving me the advantage, you know, being 
able to retire at a young age. I'm really looking forward to it, you know, in the next five years, giving the game all I have and uh, going out with a bang and hanging with my family. We're talking to free agent forward Darrell Wright. I want to ask you this now, Darrell. Your boy D-Wade, Dwayne Wade, with the Bulls right now. How strange is it to see D-Wade in a Bulls uniform? That's pretty strange. Uh, I'm just happy it was a team that he watched growing up. Somebody, you know, that really, really he admired, not only as a team, but as an organization, you know, growing up being a Chicago kid. So it was kind of hard on the eyes at first, but now, you know, he's getting comfortable, and a lot of people around the lead are, are really getting comfortable and seeing him in the Bulls uniform, man. He looks good, and I'm just happy for him, man. That's, that's all I can say is I'm happy for him. He's somewhere he wants to be, and he's finishing his career at home, so you can't ask for nothing better than that. Were you shocked when D-Wade made that decision to go with the Bulls? I wouldn't say shocked. You know, I was just – just a little surprised that, you know, uh, he wasn't going to be able to finish his career in Miami, somewhere where it started for him. You know, he was one of those guys that brought these great players there. But, you know, it, things happen in the NBA, and, and, you know, he had to move on. And he took it like a champ, and uh, I'm pretty sure he's going to continue, you know, to put up numbers and carry that young team and help out as far as getting them to the playoffs. We have it now where – you got Shaq now who's going to get his jersey retired by the Miami Heat. You played with Shaq. You were a part of that championship team back in 2006. What was it like playing with Shaq? Man, it was great, man, playing with somebody that was a childhood hero to me in my town. You know, the fact that he played for the Lakers all those years and me being a SoCal kid. And, you know, my first year in the NBA, I'm playing with, with Shaquille O'Neal. I thought that was pretty awesome. And uh, we had a good time, man. You know, he, he really took me under his wing as well. Uh, you know, showed me the ropes, taught me a lot, not only about basketball, but, you know, off the court. And, uh, you know, I really appreciate the, the few years that we did uh, spend time together. So it was, it was a great, great, great run we had when he was a part of the heat. What was your greatest Shaq moment? You, you got a story, anything? Your greatest Shaq moment? Man, that silly dude did so much stuff. It was kind of hard to remember everything, but uh, he definitely motivated the whole team by telling us he would put a down payment on any sports car we wanted the year we won. And uh, so the next year come by, you know, everybody happy, like, yeah, I'm going to get this car, I'm going to get this car. And uh, we get back there next year, training camp, like, yeah, what's up, big fella? What happened to those sports cars? You guaranteed it. But no, nah, I was just uh, telling y'all that to motivate y'all, so. That was probably one of the funniest things. I'm telling all my boys, I'm 20 years old, like, yeah, hey, I'm about to get that new Bentley, uh, you know, this and that, and it never happened. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking to free agent forward Darrell Wright. Darrell, I want to ask you this. Back in 2012, 2013, you played with the Philadelphia 76ers. That was an odd. It seemed like you guys waited and waited and waited some more for Andrew Bynum to come back. Was that one of the strangest years for you in the NBA? Uh, not really. You know, it was one of those. It, it, with the NBA, man, it, it's always the next guy up. You know, he was a all-star caliber player. He was a, just coming off a good year as well. And, you know, he, he you know he had that little trouble with his knee. So I wouldn't say, you know, it was, it was kind of weird. It was just like, you know, next man up. So 
whoever whoever was uh you know our center they had to step in and play well even though they were filling some big shoes but it was definitely a little weird you know to have him around every single day one of the most dominant big men at that time and not playing but you know we we found a way to get some wins <laughs> that was a tough year man I was just, I'm a Sixers fan so that that was a okay. tough year I mean and I just kept waiting and waiting for him to come back and just never happened Andrew Bynum. He strikes me as just one of these guys who just played basketball because he was tall. Did you sense that? No, I think he had a passion for the game. You know, uh, the little time he did spend around, you know, as far as practices and games, you know, he always uh, gave advice and always, you know, let us know little things that he saw. He was definitely a high basketball IQ guy, a very smart, intelligent uh, human as well. So, he always shared, you know, whatever he thought that we needed out there, you know, to get a win or get a stop or make a right, make the right play. So I wouldn't say it was forced on him. I think he really loved the game as well. So let me ask you this now, Darrell. You came straight from high school to the NBA. Looking back on that decision, did you feel like it was a good decision? Oh, definitely. You know, you never know nowadays. You go to college and anything can happen, man. You know, especially me being a late bloomer coming out of nowhere. A lot of people didn't know who I was. And me to sneak in there and uh, make a name for myself, uh, I don't have any regrets, man. Because, you know, the way I, my, my story that's behind me as far as where I come from and what it took me to get to be an uh, NBA uh, player, man, uh, I just really appreciate, you know, the blessings that I had, you know, to be able to make that jump. Do you feel like it's unfair that these guys are forced to play that one year in college? I think it's good for a lot of guys, man. It's a different time. And uh, I think you know, I think it's good. The one one year in college is good being 19 years old because only these guys are able to now know how to become a pro that one year. Because a lot of these college coaches know the kids only going to be there for one year. So now they're gearing them and preparing them on a, on a regular day. Uh, basis because when I got there, I, I didn't know I was going to have to be there two hours before practice. I didn't know I was going to be there two hours after practice, and I didn't know I had to be on time or I'd get fined or, you know, just a little small thing you don't know about the NBA. And I think uh, going to college, those guys are able to hold uh, the players accountable before they get there. Now, Darrell, you got a brother in the NBA, DeLon, who plays for the Raptors. And if you look at it, I mean, statistically, it's darn near impossible to have two siblings play in the NBA. How crazy, right. it to, how crazy is it to see your brother in the NBA? Man, it's weird every day, man. But, you know, the things that my mom and dad did for us as, a, uh, as kids, you know, getting us to different practices, uh, breaking their leg and neck, you know, get us to games, you know, it's something you really appreciate. And, uh, you know, all the hard work he put in the game because he went the complete opposite route I did getting to the NBA. So it's kind of funny to see him there and just to know all the things he went through and the long nights, you know, he was worried about him even going to, you know, to a four-year college. So to see him there, man, is definitely weird, but, you know, I'm proud of him because he beat the odds and he worked his tail off. What was your biggest piece of advice for your brother? Um, just be a professional all the time, man. You know, the season is long as a marathon. It's going to be a lot of up and down. Don't get frustrated because you won't play sometimes. You will play. Because you're a young player, you're playing behind established guys, and they're going to uh, get the benefit of the doubt all the time. So 
just got to stay prepared, stay ready, and uh, have a good attitude and be a good team player. Who is the better right? DeLon or Darrell? Oh, of course me, but he's on his way. He'll be there in a few years. Probably in five years I was just talking about uh, with me retiring, he'll be there. <laughs> but I'm the better right for sure, 100%. Still doing big things in the community with the D-Right Way Foundation. Tell us about it. Man, it's something we established uh, my first year here in Golden State. And the uh, fact that, you know, I was able to get so many people in the community and give back to so many less fortunate kids, you know, a single mother home. And, you know, just people that, you know, don't, that's not blessed, you know, to have certain things. So it's something we've been doing the last seven years and I'm very proud and humble uh, about. And, you know, I just want to continue to keep building and, and doing things for the community because I'm an inner city kid. Uh, I was blessed and lucky enough to have my mother and father in the house. So, you know, my close friends all grew up with just their mother. So whatever I could do for the single mothers and, you know, just the less fortunate is always a humbling experience. And the reality of the situation is you really can't take for granted that people actually have two parents. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's huge. That's huge. Yeah, so, for sure. I got to ask you this. Yes, sir. I'm on your Twitter page now. Is that the Cowboys jersey you got on? You, you see it. You see that. Uh, you see that Cowboys baby. And I got my son, and I think he had the Romo on. That was passed down, even though my okay. oldest is uh, going following his mom being a 49ers fan. But you know, Cowboy Nation, baby. <laughs> so nine and one. You feel like this thing is going to go far? I don't want to get by, beside myself. It's looking good so far. You know, uh, we got a lot of good young talent that we added to key positions. So we're just looking forward to us getting in the playoffs and winning a few games, man. That's what it's all about, getting to the playoffs. This right now don't mean anything. But, you know, those guys are establishing themselves, you know, some of the uh, best players in the NFL right now. Hopefully those guys keep it up so they get co-MVP, co-rookie of the year. That would be pretty awesome. That, that would be crazy. So let me ask you this. I see your son with a nine jersey. When's he going to get that four? Uh, we'll get them soon. We'll get them soon. I gotta uh, look online and see see what the Dak jersey's talking about. But I'm definitely a fan, and I'm definitely gonna have to get my son an upgraded jersey. For sure, for sure. So before we get out of here, what is the right way to do Thanksgiving? Man, eat as much as you can, and uh, make sure the house has that banana pudding on deck for sure. All right, all right. So. <laughs> that banana pudding, very good. I'm a big banana pudding man. So, okay. <laughs> so make sure that's there and make sure you eat all you can because it's going to be a good old time. So, fans, again, one more time, drightwayfoundation.org. Hit him up on Twitter, at drightway1. And, again, support all the great things going on with Darrell Wright. Darrell, pleasure, man. Wish you nothing but the best yes, of luck. Sir. Love Thank to do it you. again. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Take care. Darrell Wright. And again. And again and again and again. Go to the website drightwayfoundation.org. Support, support, support. All the great things going on with Darrell Wright and his foundation, The Right Way foundation.org
That's D Right Way Foundation dot org. All right, we're gonna keep this thing going. Go bring one of the stars of Tyler Perry's hit show. If loving you is wrong, actor Denzel Wells. Let's bring him in now. One of the stars of Tyler Perry's hit series, If Loving You Is Wrong, actor Denzel Wells. Denzel, how are you? I'm good, brother. I'm good, man. How about you? Doing well. Thanks for joining us. That's good. No, man, brother, thank you for having me. Well, let me ask you this now. Denzel, a.k.a. Travis, is doing some big things in the show. Your character has gone a little to the left this season. What's up with Travis? Hey, man, you know, Tyler writes the script. I do what he tells me to do because I want to keep a job. I want to keep a paycheck. But, uh, man, I'm just doing what he writes. And whatever he whatever he comes up with, whatever comes to mind, you know, he says action, and I just try and bring it to life. And, you know, I can only hope that I'm doing that you know, as the fans are watching, as you're watching, as America's watching, I mean, it's a tough job, but, hey, somebody's got to do it, you know? How do you like playing the psycho role? You, uh, <laughs> you know, it's funny because initially when he, when he first brought me on, I was this, you know, this sensitive cat, this, uh, this loving, emotional dude who was just, you know, pretty much getting ran over uh, from, from, from his counterpart, Kelly. And then all of a sudden, you know, last season he decides to do a full 180, and he's like, you know, it just it, it wasn't doing it for me. I kind of wanted to, I wanted to go a different route. And I'm not gonna lie, I, I, I'm enjoying it, man. It, it, it might sound <laughs> weird, it might sound sadistic, but I, I'm actually loving it. I'm loving bringing this new psychotic character to life. He went from Ralph Tresvant, man, to, to something crazy. I mean, just straight up crazy. I mean, the dude is, he missing a couple screws, you know, and, and I just, I, I, you know, like I said, he, he yells action and whatever comes to mind at that time is what I bring to the film and, 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 and to camera. So I just hope that I'm doing the right thing, you know, because I've never been a psycho in real life, but it looks <laughs> like I'm a psycho on TV. <laughs> Let me ask you this. I mean, I mean, you're a good looking dude. And so obviously you've had a lot of girls coming at you over the years. Were you ever in the position that Travis is in right now where, you know, you want the girl and the girl don't want you? Um, you, you know, my ego, my ego is going to tell me to tell you no. I've never been in that position. But, you know, let the truth be told, I mean, hell, you a guy just like I'm a guy. There's been that one time where, you know, you try, you want this one, you know, that you want her, and she's just not giving you the time of day. And so we've all been there. We've all been there. It's just, For sure. in this instance, you know, I'm a cat that's bringing a different side of things to life. I mean, let the truth be told, maybe dudes won't admit to it, but I, 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 I'm willing to believe that there's a couple cats out there that wish they could take it the way I wanted to take it, especially if there's that, if there's that one woman who broke it off, like Kelly broke off Travis, and she just not giving him the time of day, you know. So I've been there. I won't say no names, you know, because my girlfriend might be listening. But you know, it, it, a, 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 a day a day late and a dollar short ago, I was there. You know. <laughs> We're talking to one of the stars of Tyler Perry's hit series. If loving you is wrong, actor Denzel Wells.
I gotta ask you this now, man. You know, the show has had a lot of success over the years. What in your mind makes this show so successful? Um, honestly, I would say Tyler. I mean, I, you can look at from when Tyler got into the game. I mean, he hasn't really put out uh, anything that has been subpar or anything that has not been successful. I mean, you look at his history and his story as a actor, writer, director, producer. You know, the first play that he put on was a complete failure. But he never lost that drive. He kept going. He kept producing things. And, you know, here it is almost 10 years later after his first play. And, you know, he's had hit after hit after hit. And, you know, I'm sure if you ask Tyler the same question, he would rebut with, you know, it's the actors that I hire. Um, and it's kind of, you know, two sides of the same coin. Uh, you know, Tyler puts out great work. He, he gives his actors something to uh, – to uh, resonate in, to, to, to believe in, to, to take full stride in, and, and then on the back end, as actors, working with someone like Tyler, you want to give your best effort. So it's a combination between great casting and a great script and a great producer. I mean, it sounds so cliche. It sounds so, uh, you know, stereotypical and poster box, but, I mean, that's, that's man-to-man. That's just me being completely honest with you. It just happen to be the right combination and the right formula for success. Now, how much have you grown as an actor since being on this show? Again, me, you know, given the, the routine cliche answer, you know, that's really up to the audience to dictate. You know, I'm, I'm a Monday morning quarterback, and, you know, with you hosting a radio show, you definitely understand that phrase. But, you know, I read something where Kevin Spacey doesn't watch his episodes when he's filming House of Cards, but... You know, I do because I need to know how I can get better. Um, you know, coming from a college ball standpoint, we watch film every single day and try to, you know, make our mistakes better. So I'm sitting here watching these episodes like, okay, well, you know, even though it's said and done and Tyler's already yelled action and cut, how can I make that scene better? How can I bring a new emotion to life? How can I make it to where the audience is engaged with with what I'm doing. So, you know, honestly, like I said, it's up to the audience. Personally, I feel that from the first year that we filmed this show up until now, I definitely feel that I'm growing. And, you know, if you ain't taking steps forward, you're taking steps back, you know? For sure. So, So let me ask you this. You went from the America's Next Top Model experience to If Loving You Was Wrong. How was that top model experience? (laughs) <laughs> um, you know, and I, and I get that situation a lot. I was actually in a Home Depot today buying, you know, parts and material for a work, uh, for a work job that I'm doing. And somebody asked me the same question. I was like, you know, honestly, it was, it was some of the, the, the best or most fun that I've had in life. But if it came down to it, I wouldn't do it again. It was an avenue. It was a stepping stone. It got me to hell, Tyler Perry, you know. Tyra Banks called Tyler personally and asked for an interview for me. So that just goes to the character of Tyra Banks. Um, But Tyler called me personally. He interviewed me. Um, You know, I did my audition, and now here I am, you know, three seasons later, three years later, working on one of his top grossing, top viewing shows. So it was an absolute blast. But if it came down to it, I probably wouldn't do that again. Just because, you know, it, it, it served its purpose. And 
you know, with all things in life, once you move forward, there's no point in stepping backwards, you know? Was there a specific experience or situation that made you say, man, while it, it took me to all these great places, I wouldn't do it again? Is there a specific situation? Well, yeah, you know, and, and I would go with uh, not so much, let me see how I phrase this correctly, not so much, you know, what was done or said, well, in an instance, what was done or, done or said on a show, but I would go with, you know, how it was portrayed on okay. the show. You know, as, as I'm watching the show, as I'm watching Top Model and, you know, engaging and I'm live tweeting after every new episode, I'm watching it and I'm seeing how fans are reacting to me, how they're reacting to, you know, how I'm portrayed on the show. And, you know, I get that, that, that feeling like, you know, how I'm portrayed really isn't who I am in life. And, you know, that's just going into the whole instance of, uh, as a majority, what, what, what I felt uh, from the social media aspect as being portrayed as a homophobe. Now, everything that I've experienced in real life, real terms, uh, you know, when people see me out and about, whether they recognize me from Tyler's show or whether they recognize me from Top Model, it has literally been all up. I've not met one single person who hasn't wanted to take a picture or get an autograph or, you know, call their mom or girlfriend or wife and let me talk to them on the phone. It's been all love. But from a larger standpoint of reaching, you know, hell, the entire world via social media, it hasn't been the, you know, acceptance or reception that I would like. Now, it is what it is. You know, that, that, that's ratings. That's editing. That's that's media. That's that's trying to uh, continue on with a show that's been on for hell the past ten years. But if you if you ask me that question again, if there's one thing that I could change, it would be the perception that people have of me without meeting me. And in watching that particular episode, at least I watched the end of it. I, I thought you kind of got a raw deal there, just listening to the whole story, because it's not what you said is what your boys would say. I mean, and you can't speak mm-hmm. for your boys at the end of the day. Right. So, right. I mean, exactly. it is what it and, is. Yeah, and like I said, you know, it is what it is, and you got to have tough skin. And honestly, I will say this, the producers and everybody who's behind the camera, the, excuse me, behind the camera of Top Model, they legitimately all call me and they wanted to know what my feelings were after that certain particular episode aired, you know, after me and Will, you know, had our talk, had our discussion, they wanted to know, you know, how I felt about it. And I, and I, I told them point blank. I was like, you know, I don't like how it was edited, but at the end of the day, there's nothing I can do about that because I know that you guys are behind me. I know if you weren't behind me, Tyra Banks wouldn't have called Tyler Perry to get me a job on his show that's still airing. Three, three years later after I've uh, filmed Top Model, you know? Sure. So it, it basically just boils down to a perception. And if you're basing your opinion off me, or uh, excuse me, if you are basing your opinion of me off of a show that aired three years ago and you haven't met me face-to-face or shook my hand, then your opinion is outdated. And at the end of the day, again, I would not change being on Top Model I wouldn't change the success that I've had after Top Model, but I would change that perception as in I'm not that person. Due to very good editing, 
you believe me to be a certain person. But at the end of the day, I know Will is a good friend of mine. We talk very frequently. And if he forgave me, the rest of the world should forgive me for a mistake that I made at 23 and now I'm 26, you know? For sure. We're talking to one of the stars of Tyler Perry's hit show, If Loving You Is Wrong, actor Denzel Wells. I got to ask you this. You play football at Rice. You play corner. Were you Deion Sanders-like? You know, I wore 21. I wore 21 like Dion. I, I wouldn't say I was as fast as him in, in, in the 40, but I was running a, a sub 4-4. Um, and, you know, had I had my coach my senior year for my entire collegiate career, you'd be seeing me play on Sundays. And that's a God-given fact. You know, Chris Thurman at Rice, and honestly, I haven't talked to my coach in a while. I hope he's still at Rice. He was hands down outside of the guys at my high school in softball, he was one of the best coaches I ever had. He was one of those coaches that didn't try and make every player the cookie-cutter player. He didn't try and make every player the same. He found your strengths, he found your weaknesses, and he made you the best player you could be. And again, it sounds so cliche, but I'm talking to you on the real. This dude, my coach, was a great coach. I mean, he was absolutely great. He brought the best out in me. And had Rice had a master's program for the degree that I was trying to obtain, I would have stayed another year and not went to Texas State and played as a grad student. But Chris Thurman, I mean, he's one of the best corner coaches I've ever I've ever had the privilege. Not corner coaches. He's one of the best coaches I've ever had the privilege of, of, of uh, learning under. And that's the God's honest truth. I mean, I cannot say enough good things about this coach. And it just so happens that my roommate, um, throughout college and throughout grad school was a corner as well, and I was his backup. And he says the same exact things about Chris Thurman. He's just an amazing coach. And if you had a, a team full of Chris Thurmans, you win a national championship. Alabama would have to look out, I'm telling you. <laughs> so you feel like if if everything was, was equal in terms of what you were looking for degree-wise and everything, that you would be in the league as we speak. As we speak, and, and here's the thing, that's not going off of uh, my personal attributes, that's not going off of my speed, my strength, my football intelligence, that is solely going off of my coach, as in, you know, and anybody listening, if you have that great coach, they can bring out greatness in you, you know, it doesn't matter if you are a five-star uh, recruit in high school or one-star recruit in high school, you have the right coach, they will make you who you need to be for that collegiate level. And the same thing can be said for collegiate coaches making you what you need to be for the NFL. Solely based off of the caliber of coach that he is, he could have made me into a all, all-time, all-pro cornerback. He could have turned a quarterback into a cornerback. That's how confident I am in him. Not so much in my ability, but in his ability to be a coach. I mean... I will say that, you know, when I got recruited, I was recruited as a, as a wide receiver. And I played running back for 16 years of my life. My senior year of high school, I was turned into a receiver. Got recruited as a receiver, went to college as a receiver, redshirted as a receiver, got hurt my sophomore year as a receiver. They moved me to defense. The first year uh, I was playing defense with my, my junior year batch of coaches, I wasn't the best I could be. 
But then they brought in a new group of guys when I became the senior. Chris Thurman came in. I started enjoying the game, legitimately enjoying the game. So, so let me ask you this now. All right. So you're only 26 years old. It ain't too late. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not. It's not. It's, it's legitimately not too late. And every time I watch these games, I see a couple guys, and I'm like, damn, I still got the speed. I still got the strength. I might be a couple pounds lighter. Well, actually, I'm a couple pounds heavier than I was when I paid. You know, that's just because of beer and, hell, raising a child and paying bills and all of that good stuff. You know, you're not getting your stipend anymore. You're not a scholarship athlete. You got to find your own food. You can't eat at the cafeteria. But I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, you know what? Why not try? You know, maybe if it's just a, a summer league or a or a semi-pro, you know, I got a buddy, Paul Forrest, he's playing in Japan right now. He did a hell of a job. Uh, I got a dude, Duke DeLancelotti. He was uh, my quarterback at Texas State when I was a grad student. He just won a national championship. I mean, I'm sorry, not a national championship, but he just won a championship when uh, he was in playing in Canada or Germany, one of the two. And I'm sitting there like, you know what? I hate to sound arrogant and pretentious, but if they can do it, I mean, hell, why not? Let's try. But, you know, if you want to make God laugh, tell me your plan, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, just tell God. Maybe he's got a plan for you. Who knows? <laughs> Ask him, I should say. Well, I'll put it to you like this. If the acting don't work out, like you said, I'm only 26. Most cats hang up the, hang up the cleats at 30. I got four years. So if acting don't work out and, and, you know, I don't get the next movie role, the Bad Boys 4, Bad Boys 3, then – you know, we might try and put on the cleats again and see if I can still run that sub uh, sub four four. All right, this sounds good. I mean, you know, just watching the show, you still seem like you're in big time shape. So, I mean, it might not take much for you to get right. Who knows? Anything can happen. So, you are from Houston. You're a Houston guy, and, and I asked right. you all fair, but you are a Texans fan. Are, are you oh, happy yeah. with oh, the yeah. Texans at this point? You know what? Um, I don't want to step on any toes. I don't. I definitely don't. And and I don't want to piss off my city as I'm sitting in the parking lot right now in Austin, Texas, uh, which is closer to Dallas pretty much. Um, I don't want to piss off any of my Texans fans. But if it were me and I were the GM and I were, you know, the owner of the team and I was Bob, Bob McNair, whose grandson actually went to Rice with me, um, I personally – me, myself, personally, would not have spent $72 million on a quarterback that was unproven. That's just me. Um, right. You can, pick, you can pick out a scab. I mean, if I had $72 million to give to a quarterback, I am pretty sure I could have found somebody more proven than Brock Osweiler. Now, I hope that he proves me wrong. I really do. We are leading the division. You know, we're leading the AFC South. Um Hopefully he brings it back. You know, we don't have J.J. I don't know why we got rid of uh, uh, Andre Johnson. I don't. Even though even though we, we, got some, we got some receiving core there, we definitely have speed. But He did retire. He did retire. He did retire, you know, which if it were up to me, I would have made sure he retired in Houston. That's just me, you know, but I'm not an owner. I don't, I don't have billions of dollars, but – you will, it, it's kind of blasphemous to go against your team. So I'm going to hold out. I'm going to hold out. At the end of the day, you know who I want to see in the Super Bowl? The Cowboys and the Texans. 
Might never happen. <laughs> Might never happen. But at the end of the day, that's who I want to see. I mean, that's who I really want to see. And I love my Texans, but at the end of the day, I'm looking at the Cowboys schedule and, and their record, and I'm like, ooh, man, okay. Um, we, we, might, we might have some here in the Cowboys. I mean, they ain't been good since the 90s, but they look like they're coming strong, and Dax is, is my starting quarterback in my fantasy over Cam Newton. So at the end of the day, I want the Cowboys to win because that means that I'm winning that pot once fantasy draft is over. I mean, with the – once the fantasy season is over. So, hey, I can't complain as far as my Texans, my Texans teams are going, you know. Cowboys, keep doing what you're doing. Texans, sure. I hope y'all – it is what it is. But I, I, I'm happy with both. At the end of the day, I'm happy with both of my teams in Texas. Let me ask you this. I'm, now, look at the Texans at this point, 6-4. and four, Like you said, on top of the AFC South. The AFC South isn't that good. So – you might yeah, not have yeah. to do I mean, much I, didn't, I didn't want to say it. Yeah, Go I didn't ahead. want to say it, but you'll say it. So, yeah. <laughs> not that good. So, there's a good possibility that you guys will win the AFC South. It's a good possibility, you know, you'll get a home playoff game. Obviously, if you win the AFC South, you're going to get a home playoff game. And, uh, and the thing with Brock Osweiler, I mean, Denver was going to off, offer him a lot of money as well. The Texans just happened to offer – just a little bit more. I mean, he's he's not that great, but he's serviceable. I mean, you could do much yes. worse, but you could do much better mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Yes. He's serviceable. And, you know, I, 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 I'll touch on that. Now, Case Keenum, I truly feel, now, 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 now granted, when I was playing in college, I couldn't stand Case Keenum. I hated him. I hated him. I mean, he was playing for U of H. I was playing for Rice. I hated him. I couldn't stand him. But when I saw that the Texans drafted him and they picked him up, I was like, okay, well, you know, I might be a little biased, but I do know the boy can ball. I know he can ball. They never – I personally feel – now, this is just a personal opinion. You can take it for what you want. You can you can argue with me until you blue in the face. And I'm going to argue with you until I'm blue in the face. But – I truly believe if you had a gave that boy a chance, he could have done something for us. And to take it one step further, he could have done something for us for a whole lot less than $72 million. You understand me? So that, that is true. I'm just, I'm, yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that. You, you can take it for what it is. You can call me blasphemous, whatever. But I just believe that that was $72 million. We could have brought in some more receivers. Another running back. I mean, an O-line. You look at what Dallas is doing with their O-line. They got the best O-line in the league. There. You know, you, you, you look at that. $72 million could have gone a whole lot of ways besides one player. There's a whole lot of hungry cats out there trying to, trying to buy a McRib, you know, <laughs> that, could, that, that, that could use $72 million. I mean, hell, you give me 100000 and a Happy Meal, and I'll run a couple routes, you know. So <laughs> seventy-two million dollars for one player when seventy-two million could have been split a, a majority of the ways. But again, I'm not the owner. I ain't the GM, but I do no business. And at the end of the day, somebody who's unproven getting seventy-two million dollars. I mean, case in point, you look at this. Houston, Captain Houston started a what a, a GoFundMe page or a. a 
crowdfunding page to buy out Brock Osweiler's contract, that tells you something right there. So, you know, now granted, he's he's never going to be an Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is behind Brett Favre, which is my all-time favorite player. He's not going to be a, 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 a Aaron Rodgers, even though he's behind Peyton, which will go down as one of the best quarterbacks of all time. He wasn't there. And I think you prematurely paid that man too much money for, you know, diddly squat. And, and, and that's not really what I want to say, but I know y'all guys <laughs> need to edit this. But, you know, you know what I really want to say. I paid him for nothing. Well, let me ask you this. I'm about to get blue in the face here in terms of uh, you're talking about Case Keenum. And I'm just looking at Case Keenum's numbers. I mean, nine touchdowns. Eleven interceptions. I mean, not very good. Now I, I know that's your mm-hmm. boy on some level. I, I know you got love for Case Keenum. Yes, yes. But he's not a starting NFL quarterback. I, I think the numbers yes. show that. I think the eyes show you that. He's not a starter. You're and, and 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 watch this. Watch this again. Till we argue, until we blew in the face. He's now switched schemes. He switched programs. He's gone to a whole new team. Imagine what a cat who grew up, I mean, I'm sorry, not grew up, who went to school in Houston, who became one of the best quarterbacks in NCAA football history in Houston, picked up by a Houston team. Imagine what he could have done with a $72 million incentive. Imagine. But if somebody did that, they'd be fired. You know, now now imagine now, and watch this. He don't even need seventy-two million dollars because he wasn't a first-round draft pick. He wasn't a second-round draft pick. Imagine what he could have done with ten, twelve million dollars. Then you got a whole another fifty million to do whatever you want to build that team. You know, to keep uh, Calvin Johnson. I mean, I'm not Calvin Johnson. Excuse me. To keep Andre Johnson still there. You know, I don't know why we got rid of him. Because that is, that is our franchise player. That is the best player the Texans probably will ever have on offense. Period. Period. And we get he, rid of him. He was near the end. Yeah. He was near the end, though. He was near the end. He was near the end. But, again, this might be just me being a Houston boy. This might just be me being biased. To see him retire with the Texans would have been the icing on the cake. I mean – I got a shirt. I got a shirt, a Texan shirt that says Andre Johnson never wore it in my life. And I will never wear it. That joker is framed in the man cave. Now, if I ever meet him, trust me, it will get autographed. And if you can make that happen, trust me, I will be your biggest fan. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, again, I, I just, it goes back to Brock Osweiler. $72 million for what? For what? Now, yes, we're leading the AFC South, but we still got to get past Indianapolis, we still got to get past Baltimore, and we still got to get past uh, New England. I mean, that money could have been better served elsewhere. And as much as I'm a sports fanatic, $72 million, you could have fed so many damn people and still got the same caliber quarterback that you have right now. You know? I mean, don't get me wrong. He's not that good. But he, he still is fairly young. You know, he's still... I mean, he hasn't been great. Like I said, he hasn't been awful either. So, I mean, and at the end of the day, 
he does have your team in position to get to the playoffs. 26 years old. Exactly. So he has time. He has time to get better. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And at, at, at the end of the day, you you know, when you turn on ESPN and, and you see the rankings and, and, you know, how everybody is and, you know, you got guaranteed wild card in, in the hunt. You know what I mean? Like, we're, we're, we're guaranteed at least one. So, at the end of the day, when it comes down to playoffs, you only got to win once. You only got to win once. So, you, you never know, you know, the quote, Hell, any given Sunday in Willie Beeman. You never know what it can what can happen on any given Sunday. That's true. But I would I would be a whole lot you know more comfortable. You know I, I guess what keeps me up at night, regardless of who our starting quarterback is, what keeps me up at night is the fact that you paid seventy two million dollars for one player, for one player that ain't proven. That that that's that's what it boils down to. As much as I love my team and I don't care if they go – I don't care if, if they got a record like the Cleveland Browns right now. I'm going to be a Texans fan to the day I die, you know, especially after the Oilers because my godfather, my godfather played for the Oilers. He coached for the Oilers. Um, okay. Once we, got a, once we got a team again, oh, my God, I was ready. I'm just waiting for them to, shit, bring in a, a, bring in a record like the Cowboys. But at the end of the day, one player for $72 million and you basically based your whole salary cap – off this one dude who wasn't proven, ooh, that chaps my behind. It, I mean, it really does. <laughs> you know? only thing I'll say, I can't. All thing I say is this, and, and again, I don't think he's a franchise caliber quarterback. But the thing is, the quarterback is going to get paid. You know what I mean? And the thing mm-hmm. is, I'm not saying Brock Osweiler is worth six, year, you know, seventy-two million. I, I, I don't think he's worth it, obviously. Mm-hmm. But. The problem becomes is, you know, when you're looking for a franchise-caliber quarterback and you're going to overpay at times. And Mm -hmm. the Texans overpaid. But I will say this, Denver was close to paying similar money. So it's like, okay, obviously it's a bad deal, but there's still time. The, The hope is for you that he's 26. The hope for you is, you know, he's still young in terms of playing. I know this is fifth year in the league, but he hasn't played much. So the yeah, whole thing is that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, and then the, the cat, the cat is the same age as me. You know, I mean, he's he's the same age as me. He's he's got time, and you know, this is his first season. He, he he's got time. I mean, I'm talking to you know cats that I went to high school with. You know, dudes that that's been fans for for you know since the Texans started. To put our whole season and what will be, I don't know, what, maybe the next three, four, five years on, on, on this cat, it's not looking good. So, as a Texas fan, as a diehard Texas fan, I'm a little nervous. I'm not going to lie. And, again, we don't have bragging rights with, with Dallas right now. You look at what Dallas is doing, and I hate it because my, my, my whole other side of the family, all the in-laws, they just bragging and, 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 and just dogging me left and right. And I'm sitting here like, okay, but just you wait. Just you wait. Brock going to do something. But I ain't that confident. I'm not going to lie. But you got you know, you, you got to keep hope alive. You got to sure. keep hope alive. For sure. We're talking to one of the stars of Tyler Perry's hit show, If Love You Was Wrong, actor Denzel Wells. And So let me ask you this. Now, obviously, you got 
is loving you is wrong going on. That's doing big time things. But what else is going on with Denzel Wells? You know, honestly, man, it's so crazy because I legitimately forget at times that that I'm on this that that, I, that I'm on this TV show uh, simply because my everyday life. I mean, when I'm filming that show, I work for you know a month, two months. Tyler's so efficient. We knock out, you know, 22 episodes in 25 days. That's what we did last year. Uh, so what you're seeing right now, we knocked out in 25 days. Um, it, 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 it's almost, it's humbling. I mean, it, and that's the God's honest truth. I mean, it is really humbling to wake up every day, um, start working and, and handling my real estate business, which is what I was doing before. I started modeling or acting before I started Tyler or uh, uh, Top Model. It's humbling to walk into Home Depot. I, I, you know, I shit you not. Today, this this happened. Walked in Home Depot and the cashiers regist- uh, the cashiers at the register uh, recognized me and they're like, "Oh my God, can I get a picture? Can I get a picture?" And it it, it blows my mind because I sometimes forget. I, I, I legitimately sometimes forget that. You see me every Tuesday night, almost every Tuesday night. And, again, it's, it's just a humbling experience that makes me get down on my knees at night like, man, thank you, God. Um, it, it blows my mind to think about it. I'm 26, and three years ago I was just getting on to Top Model. So let's say four years ago I was 22, finishing or starting grad school. Nobody knew me. Nobody knew my name. Nobody knew anything. You know, I was just an, another cat walking down, you know, the quad like everybody else. And then you fast forward to now, and people are actually recognizing me. People are actually realizing, like, hey, aren't you, aren't you, aren't you, aren't you that dude off that 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 that, that show? I'm like, yeah, that, that's me. You want a picture? It is really a humbling experience, and you know, I don't know how long God will bless me with with this acting ability. How long He'll bless me in this career, but I'm gonna embrace it. I'm gonna enjoy it. Uh, I'm gonna keep living day to day. But I'm I'm raising a daughter and a family every day. And you know, every now and then, when I like, I'm in Walmart right now. I'm in the Walmart parking lot right now, wrapping up with you. You know, and and as soon as I walk in, there's a possibility that somebody might recognize me. And it's sure. just it's mind blowing, the fact that to go from a 22 year old cat who no one knew. And then four years later, at 26, almost every day you get recognized. It, it's a big deal. I mean, it's, 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 it's indescribable. You know, it is legitimately indescribable. I, I, can't, I can't describe it. And all I can say is, is it's just a blessing. And sure. whatever's next on my plate, I'm going to embrace it. You know, God willing, once my contract is done with Tyler, another door opens. And, and if it doesn't, I look at it like this. Dude, for five years of your life, you were on a hit TV show. You're good. Right. <laughs> hey, you're good. You're good. You, 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 you're Definitely. good. You're okay. You're doing all right in life. So if this don't work out, you still got that real estate thing going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So life is good. Life do. is good. I, yeah, life, life is good. I mean, I've been in real estate since I was 20 years old. I mean, I've been, I've been doing this for six years. I've been buying properties, selling them, leasing them. All of that. So God has always made a way for me. You know, I hate to get religious, you know, on the airways and everything like that. But, you know, just coming from me personally, if you want to follow my path, you want to, you know, aspire to be 
me or what I'm doing, my faith, you know, and, and I got to I gotta give all glory to God. And again, you know, I hate to say it again. I hate to say it's so cliche, but it really is true. If you want to make God laugh, tell me your plans. There are so many other avenues and other ways that I wanted to pursue acting and pursue modeling and pursue business. But at the end of the day, every door that I wanted to go through for myself, he closed and opened another way for him. You know, so again, I can't complain. I I, I love where I'm at. I love what I'm doing. You know, I get an email from my manager saying, "Hey, you know, Paul Gant wants to wants to interview. I love to do it." And and here I am talking to you, having a conversation. So (laughs) I I am legitimately enjoying the life as best I can, not as best as what you see on Instagram or. You know, what you see on, you know, uh, keeping up with the Kardashians and all that bull crap. I'm living my life for me and for him and for my family, and I cannot complain. It has just been a blessing. And whenever the blessing ends, that's when it ends. If it keeps going, it keeps going. But I'm a happy man, brother. I'm a happy man. For sure. So just don't get like those Kardashians. Don't get don't get involved in all that. Yeah, man. I'm telling you, and you know, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to take no shots and call no names out, but you know, there, there's a certain group of people that that look at that S H I T and and are like, <laughs> wow, they really making yeah. money off the ignorance of, of some people. But hey, it is what it is, and you can't mm-hmm. knock somebody's hustle. For sure, for sure. Are we going to be surprised how things work out with Travis during the season finale? Most definitely. Most definitely. Um, you know, and, and, and I want to, I want to tell y'all a lot. I want to, cause even my, even my girlfriend, she, she, she will, she will watch the show and give me that stank eye and not want to sleep with me. I mean, not sleep with me, sleep next to me at night. You know, let me edit that, you know, in case my mother-in-law, my future mother-in-law is, is, is I would like she, you know, she would look at, right. You know, she'll look at me like, are you really this crazy? Cause I need to know this now before, you know, I get too involved, but you are to be definitely shocked at the the, the trans trans transgression and 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 where Tyler decides to take this character. Because at the end of the day, I'm just an extension of what he writes. Um, so you'll be surprised at where he decides to take it and where I, you know, in turn act upon that. But um. It's going to be a good season. I know we're about two, three episodes away from the season finale. But if you think this season has been good, you ain't seen nothing yet until the next season. And it sounds like I'm promoting it. It sounds so cliche. But literally, you know, my entire family sits down and watches this show every night, not just because I'm on it, but because other storylines make them want to watch it. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, I'm only on – seven, six, seven episodes out of, you know, 15. But they're so engaged in all the other storylines on top of mine, they get lost in it. And I'm just sitting there just enjoying it. Because, you know, I know what's going to happen. I know exactly what's going to happen. But I still love the fact that everybody is engaged. And, you know, as a, as a quick tangent, you got to thank the fans for, for, for supporting me, for, for retweeting, for tweeting, for all of that good stuff. Because, for a humble cat from 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 Houston, Texas, South Falls High School, you know, the rice feels good. It definitely feels good to to be accepted and, and to be recognized and to 
be able to change somebody's day just to take a picture with them and have them smile because they, they're watching the show and they're engaged. So, definitely. like I said, keep watching. Keep watching, and, and you'll definitely love the way Travis as a character is progressing. If you think you're upset or pissed off with him now, oh, yes, you wait. Yes, you wait. <laughs> so before we get out of here, you, you know, we, you, you talked about your girlfriend a few times. When's that wedding, man? When are you going to marry her? <laughs> you know what? Now, I can tell you the exact date, but I know she's listening. Or, you know, when this airs, I know she'll be listening. But um, if she is, let's just say it's coming soon. So, you know, not only have I been off the market for a while, but you got to make it official. And let's just say, I'll put it to you like this. I need my fans to watch more and more and more episodes every week so I can afford that damn ring. Because sure. that joke is like the cost of a mortgage payment. And I don't know mm. who decided that these rings should be this much, but <laughs> they definitely are. And um, I'm going to need to get a few more episodes under my belt before I can, you know, make it official. But y'all keep watching, and I know for sure, you know, that'll come to fruition. <laughs> that'll right. definitely come to fruition. Sounds good. So fans... Make sure you check this man out each and every Tuesday, Temptation Tuesday. They're on OWN. If Loving You Is Wrong comes on 9 p.m. Eastern, check your local listings. It's on OWN, so make sure you check it out each and every Tuesday. Hit this man up on Twitter. I am underscore Denzel Wells. And support all the great things going on with actor Denzel Wells. Denzel, absolute pleasure talking to you, man. Nothing but hey, the best of luck moving forward. Love to do it again. Yes. yes, sir. I appreciate it, brother. Thank you for having me on. I mean, I can't thank you enough. It is really a humbling experience to, you know, be on the phone, have an interview, and then you take the time out of your busy schedule to, to, to interview me, you know. So, again, I appreciate it, brother. I really thank do. You. I mean, that is from the bottom of my heart. I appreciate, appreciate it. Appreciate you. Take care. Yes, sir, brother. You have a good one, man. Stay blessed. Actor Denzel Wells. Pleasure talking to him. Now, you can listen to this show and other great shows, blogtalkradio.com slash pgant. That's blogtalkradio.com slash pgant. You can send messages to the show on Twitter, at Go4Gant. Also, you can hit up hit us up on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Go4Gant. And support everything going on with Go For It and Paul Again, I hope you guys had a lot of turkey. I hope that you guys stuffed yourself. And I hope ultimately that you had a good time with your family and your friends. Again, listen to this show and other great shows, blogtalkradio.com slash pgant. And hit us up on Twitter at Go For It Can. Like us on Facebook at Go For It Can. For everybody here, go for it. We hope you have a great weekend. See you next week. See you later. Bye.